0: Sir, congratulations on the new gig. Uh and in congratulations on uh becoming a lightning rod for the old guard to shoot their bolts at.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, but this uh this uh, is not the greatest accomplishment of the last year that it's a distant second to attending the draft party, Merrick versus Wyszynski yeah. in uh, in New York uh, just uh, just Mar- 13 yeah, months me- ago okay Merrick
2: reminds I, me by the way yes please. I gotta Go I, ahead. I gotta I gotta jump on something here Kyle my favorite <laughs> moment at that because I'm like okay my buddy Kyle is coming down I've known Kyle for a long time and you know Sheldon's coming the head coach of the, uh, of the Greyhounds and Richard's there and uh, so I come over and I, I introduce you to, to Greg and, and Sheldon's there and talking to all the guys and having a beer. And all of a sudden, I introduce Greg to Joe Sorella. And regardless, like, hey, here's Kyle Dubas, you know, young up and coming general manager, going to be a GM of the NHL one day. And here's Sheldon Keefe and outstanding head coach of the Greyhounds. He's going to make his way to the NHL as well. Greg turns to me and goes, that's freaking Joe Sorella. Joe Sorella sitting it because Wish is of course like the biggest New Jersey Devils fan. Like the big, the biggest pop of the entire night, with all due respect, Cal, was when Greg got a chance to meet Joe Sorella. It
1: it was was great. Yeah, Yeah, it was. uh, It was the most excited, uh, most excited I've ever seen uh, anybody. Certainly anybody there that night. But uh, Joe brought out the best in uh, in Greg, which was uh, which was great. It was basic, It was basically
0: like Merrick came over and said, "Oh, here's here's an actor by the name of Ryan Gosling, uh, and here's his friend
1: Carrot Top. Carrot Top." <laughs> <laughs> and then I just—that's <laughs> the first time Joe Sorella's has ever been compared to Carrot Top <laughs> for sure. I was gonna say,
2: I want to go for something different. Hey, you know, uh, Greg mentioned sort of you know becoming the, the lightning rod or for sort of the the battleground for the old guard versus the uh, the new guard. Um, how have you felt it now, just sort of uh, uh, a week into the gig?
1: Uh, you know what i really haven't i have been asked by a few people and uh you know i haven't really had the chance to read a whole lot of what's been going on uh the p r staff here and and some people and some of my family and friends have kind of made mention of it but uh it's yeah i guess it's to be expected uh that that it would it would kind of go that way uh people trying to I guess determine whether i'm a hockey guy or an analytics guy and then i mean the reality of it is that uh I've someone who's worked in hockey my entire life that you know over the past number of years has begun to uh, develop uh, i guess a usefulness for for analytics that have that have really helped us in the Sioux over time uh and especially in the last eighteen months or so uh, as we've been able to gather more information and it it's a piece to, uh, of the puzzle it's not the whole it's not the whole uh, secret uh, sauce or anything like that. It just it helps out and has been a big, uh, big help to us in, in reducing uncertainty and, and just gathering more information. Uh, but uh, it, it's not a one way or the other type proposition with me or with us. It's just incorporating as much data and information we possibly can.
0: Did you get headhunted by 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 the Leafs and Brendan Shanahan, or or was it a position that you had to like apply for and stuff?
1: No, I was away in Mexico. Uh, my wife now, Shannon, and I got married there at the beginning of the month. And uh, on the Friday night that we were there, I got an email it was after our rehearsal, uh, our rehearsal and our rehearsal dinner. So we were walking back to our room, and I and my phone was off there, but it only got emails when. Wi-Fi was available and I got a, my phone started buzzing a bit and I checked my emails and there was one from Brendan uh, saying uh, that, you know, he had been talking to some people and talked to David Branch and, you know, just wanted to see if I had the chance to talk and get together at some point and and um, we got together when I got back from uh, from Mexico and just kind of started to take off from there.
2: How did you meet Brendan? I'm always curious about you know the associations and who brings who in, and maybe that's just an old old school way of thinking. But what's the association between Kyle Dubas and Brendan Shanahan? Uh,
1: I met Brendan uh, actually in New York when the NHL draft was that same the uh, of the infamous uh, Merrick versus Shinsky uh, draft party. Uh, <laughs> legendary now, legendary, yeah. isn't it? Yes, and uh, we met there briefly. Joe Sorrell actually introduced me to Brendan, and that was when he was still with the Players Safety Department. That was just. In passing and very briefly, and so I guess the connection, you know, as he said, was just from talking to people in hockey and and from talking to people in our league that uh that my name was was one that was brought up to him that that uh, that he wanted to meet and talk to. So I mean, I I don't think it's a real traditional story of people knowing each other and playing together and working together or scouting together, anything like that. It just kind of one meeting and it kind of took off from there.
0: Yeah, figures the one time Brendan Shanahan isn't at Foley's is the night we have the party. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, getting on the analytics thing, I mean, what, which, what areas of the game from that approach do you value? Like, what, are, are there certain metrics that you think are essential in your player evaluation? Are there some that you think are a little bit maybe overrated uh,
1: that, that people have kind of fallen in love with? Uh, I, I think I think all of it. I think anything that happens on the ice, you can if if you can clearly explain it and and have an idea of what you what you what you want to gather, you can you can find a way in, in the game of hockey. I know people will say uh in baseball it's different cuz everything is static it starts it stops everything resets on every pitch and so on and so forth but in hockey the game is so fluid people are saying it's tough to gather different things but you can you can kind of reach and and track a bunch of different things that, that that aren't really mainstream yet and i think it all has it all has value it's just a matter of you know as we gather more data and go through more years trying to find out you know which which pieces of data can help us to eliminate uncertainty and which ones are you know maybe not what we thought they were and trying to stay ahead of that uh, that curve but it, it all adds to to benefit personally for me anyway it, it's all added to help uh, when I get away from You know, being able to track stuff and I'm going to scout players, whether that's, you know, at the minor midget level or junior A, junior B level when I was in Sault Ste. Marie. And I've just really found that it it helps me when watching the game to identify, uh, to identify subjectively things that, that we know objectively can, can help our team, uh, win hockey games.
2: How difficult is it, though? And I know you had uh, people that know a guy by the name of uh, Tyson Enfield who does uh-huh. uh, corporate sponsorships with the uh, with the Greyhounds. Uh, handled a lot of the collecting of, of statistics and analyzing um, uh, what happened on the ice, and that was shared amongst your group in the Sioux, but how, how difficult was it, specifically in junior, where the stats collection is pretty primitive, as you know, Kyle, how difficult is it not just to collect stats on your team, but if you're playing Kitchener, or you're playing Sudbury, or you're playing Guelph, you're playing, how difficult is it to get sort of a league-wide snapshot of some of the comparative stats that you want slash need?
1: major junior it's it's difficult and um you know that's that's one of the things that that uh you know our staff in the sioux said to me as well is is this past week and while people are saying it's It would be tough for us with a numbers-based approach there, and and that's—I mean, it wasn't—it wasn't really numbers-based. So people looking, like we didn't make every decision by just taking the numbers, and and nobody does that in hockey. That's, and and even Mm -hmm. even those who who are really strong analysts, you know, online or in in print media, wherever it may be they are all watching the games. So, I mean, they're not just sitting there at the computer and, and generating a list of this guy's good and this guy's bad and, and this is what the numbers tell me. Everyone's watching the games, and I think that's one of the biggest misconceptions. But specific to Sault Ste. Marie, we were able to begin tracking everything that we were doing there, but when it, when it came to identifying players on other teams in the league, we really had to be efficient. The first year it was just me, and then the second year we brought Tyson in but in order for Tyson to be employed by our team he had to also handle ticket sales so we had Tyson who was doing ticket sales full time and and you know he and I I you know I didn't have time to sit and and build the whole thing so Tyson worked to build a method to, to properly track without me sitting there just charting games myself and, and putting it in when I had time in the first year. But in the second year, Tyson developed that, and then we would have a method whereby if we were looking for other players in the league in that second year, uh, we, would, we would begin to track them and, and try to identify players and other teams subjectively that were doing some of the things uh, that we knew led to uh, led to favorable outcomes. Do you, do you trust uh, the, the
0: numbers on sites like Extra Skater, for example, that are, that are sort of based on the numbers produced by NHL game reports? Like, are, are, I guess what I'm asking is, are there two sets of numbers, the internal da- data that, that NHL teams and junior teams compile themselves and the data that's available to fans that then kind of crunch their own numbers with? Do you, is there a difference in those numbers or is it all the same data?
1: I think there's definitely going to be a difference. There's going to be a difference in how two people watch the game. Uh, you, you and I sit and watch the game, Greg. You may think that uh, a pass is a shot. I may think the the alternative is true, and and that's that's basically an event that's charted one way or the other, right? And so, so there is always going to be that that level of uh, of subjectivity that goes into the into the numbers. But I mean, in the best way, I think to track that is to take the game log and then you know. Just for uh, for clarity's sake, go back through it every every so often, every every X number of games. Know if the score is different, or or if there's if there's certain biases in certain scores. You can start to pick those up and and begin to you know find out what the margin for error is, or find out if there's a huge margin for error. Because I think worse than having no information is is having bad uh, bad information and and basing hmm. any sort of um, expertise off of that.
0: I just assume that if Joe Thornton has the puck, it's a pass. I well, don't even. I mean, it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: think. I guess I can't talk about him anymore. Uh, but he. You're you know, done ah, now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sue Great. I was just gonna. I just. Uh, yeah. Sue Great. Uh, 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 legend Joe Thornton. But. Uh, I was.
2: Uh, I was gonna say. Is it? Is it considering tampering if you talk about a player like Jared McCann signing with the Vancouver Canucks? And I guess it. I guess it kind of is, Kyle. Hey, when did way, um? Jeez. Well, it's weird, eh? It's a whole new reality talking to Cal now. Hey, um, what's uh? Did you have like an aha moment with uh, with advanced analytics, or did something just sort of gradually sort of evolve into your lexicon and how you watch games? Or Was there one moment where you said, "Hang on, there's something here"? Uh,
1: I think it was just gradual over time, just reading some of the some of the stuff that that had been, that had been put up, um, you know, on online, and and start to. Track and see whether there are any, uh, synergies, synergies between teams that, uh, perform well, uh, analytically and, and those teams that go on to have success. And I guess the, you know, the first moments or number of moments where that, you know, where it kind of came up is when those, you know, there, there were certain predictions that were made about teams that, uh, that analytics said were, were good teams. Maybe the standings didn't reflect that. And then really starting to get my head around the whole, uh, process of hockey. I mean when I first came on to the Sioux I, I certainly enjoyed uh reading about this stuff and and had plans to incorporate it in but I was still a big believer in, in the in kinda guess you'd probably describe it as you know, the things that my grandfather taught me that were important in hockey, even though a lot of the things that I learned from him were were the things that we still use today and that are used to, to determine which teams are good in terms of possessing the puck, generating shots, and so on and so forth, and the, th- and the things that initiate the process that lead to those outcomes. But, you know, blocking shots, hits, the things that I loved growing up in players and, and obviously still do to an extent at certain times, but being able to see the correlation uh, brought out between players that you know lead the league and t- or teams that lead the league in those statistics and, and where they fit in the end in the standings. So, that was probably one of the key moments for me later I've been, during my time at Uptown Sports, and just kind of went from there.
0: Yeah, Uptown Sports, then obviously the, the GM gig it, it, with, with the Sioux. Even I, mean, I, it, I feel like we're making you have to be Billy Bean here or something. Like you know, you're just a numbers guy. But I mean, there's so much more to your experience beyond just the analytics thing. You I mean you put your balls in the line and hiring Keith as your coach? Uh, and then there was another thing I actually wanted to bring up with you because I feel like it's sort of quasi in the news now but with all this Ray Rice stuff, which was the Nick Cousins thing. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a situation that, that a lot of people, I'm sure, on both sides of the equation, like like I remember reading a quote from you that said, "There's there is no right answer. Uh, one group is going to be pissed off no matter how you handle the situation." Uh, they you know wound up not being charged or uh, prosecuted, I should say uh for the the sexual assault stuff but they uh they went to treatment for two weeks they missed camp they missed three out of four exhibition games looking back on it are you are you content with the way that you handled things with that
1: oh um you know it, it's you know there's i don't know that there's a, a there's so many moving parts to them there's no way to talk about it that doesn't come off as insensitive that's what i've learned it's Mm-hmm. some some party to the whole situation is is upset um and in, in i guess right not i guess rightfully so um when things of that nature happen and it obviously happened in sous saint marie um you know you're what's presented as being from me is is everything goes through the team's legal department and the team and the decision making is is you know you're involved and you sit in, you give your opinion but it it goes to the ownership level and the and the legal uh legal department and you know you're you're at you're caught in the crosshairs between um you know obviously publicly what what people think is the right thing to do what you know privately about the situation and what happened and you know, then there's the legal side of it, where you know the lawyer says, well, you know, and and the players' agents and so on are saying, well, you can't really, you can't come down on these guys because they're owed their day in court if that happens, and and so on and so forth. It's it's extremely difficult, and whenever players that you're um, that are on your club, where there's I mean, it, it's it was just a. The most difficult thing that we've ever dealt with, and I, I don't, I don't think yeah. in those situations, no matter what you do, there's going to be there's going to be people that that say you didn't handle it well, and we just, and we tried to do um, what was best, and and in, in my case, it was you're you're representing the team and and being guided by the legal experts of the team, and you know that's that's the way it went there um, with that situation, but it's not something that. Uh, I'm proud of, or, or that, uh, you know, obviously I hope to ever go through again. I mean, I have four younger sisters, and, you know, after that time, after that incident, it was, you know, people were, you know, would make comments to me about that. You know, what if it was your sister involved? And it's, it's not something I ever want to experience or, or go through again. Getting a call at four o'clock in the morning for, for an incident of that severity and, and that serious um, was not, uh, was not good absolutely
2: yeah. um business today with the toronto maple Leafs. curious uh how involved if at all because this is still a new gig for you um the daniel winnick signing uh one year with the toronto maple Leafs, was that something that uh you had a hand in you were consulted on and, and if so uh make the case uh why daniel winnick should be a, a maple
1: leaf that was uh it was a player that uh that that uh brendan and dave had um uh, had liked and and we discussed here um internally and just tried to uh, carve out a, a a way that he could uh, how he would help and and uh and benefit the Toronto Maple Leafs next season and uh you know he's still he's available now and and we felt could could be a big help he's got a good track record of uh of soaking up some some difficult minutes and even you know being able to really play well with some younger players i'm, I'm going back to his Colorado days when he played a lot of minutes with uh with guys like O'Reilly uh, and Landeskog and, and had uh, had success. And, you know, with, with uh, the direction that the team is going under, under Brendan and Dave, uh, I think he can, can be, a, be a, a real good help to us this season. So definitely excited to for guys like him and, and uh, David Booth and James Reimer and Cody Frans, and who have all resigned here in the last week. Uh, excited to see them in, in a month or a month and a half when we get rolling here.
2: Being joined by Kyle Dubas, he is the assistant general manager of the Toronto Police, and I think Wish's line may have dropped. So, uh, it's just you and me, Kyle, for the, uh, we'll land this thing. Um, when, when you look back at your time at the, uh, Sault Ste. Marie Greyhounds, and by the way, uh, you leave as they're poised for like immense success this year in the, in the OHL. You have like, I think 12 or 13 returning players, like a stack team. I was talking to some OHL kids at the gym today, and they're all like, Sue, and, Sue Greyhounds and the Kingston Frontenac are going to be sick this year, but when you look back at your time in the Sioux, what are you most proud of
1: um, so far i mean certainly I think the I think watching Sheldon develop as a coach and evolve as a coach and um, you know that that's been that's been a lot of uh, that's been a lot of fun for me. And I think, you know, looking at guys like, like Darnell nurse and Patrick Watling who've, who've won academic awards and, and seeing, you know, more importantly, um, uh, you know, more importantly, I think guys that have, that we call, you know, they're, they're converting from being major junior players to pros by signing NHL deals. And we had a real good run last year where six guys signed in six months and we had 14 players drafted, uh, to the NHL over that time, and that, that, that's been seeing that the program continue to continue to take off, and, and um, you know so on. That was, uh, um, you know, that that's been the most fun for me. So it's been. Uh, it, I'm excited to watch it, uh, you know, continue to progress, and they've got some. Great, great people there. It was a wonderful place to work, and uh, I'm I'm looking forward to uh, looking forward to continuing to to watch as a fan. And I know that uh, the great things are in store there with Sheldon and, and the entire staff. So,
0: last one for me, Kyle. We talked about it briefly. You can't be Kyle anymore, man. You you got to be all buttoned up and watching out who you talk about now. Your Twitter feed, by <laughs> far, is one of my favorite things because like, it's legit. All over the place. Really good information. Stuff on other sports. Can you still be a social media gadfly whilst working for the Toronto Maple Leafs as an assistant GM?
1: Uh, I, I'm just gonna be myself, and if uh, I mean it, it, I, I don't ever want to change the the way that I am. I, I I enjoy the social media aspect of it. I I think in the Sioux, especially during uh you know during the first year and a half when when things weren't going great uh it, it was a way for for us to connect with fans and and sort of keep them on board but I, I learn a lot on social media there's there's a lot of there's a lot of very interesting people and in hockey and in other, and other hockey isn't everything in life obviously, but lots of other interesting information that comes up on there that you learn from and just reading the discussion that goes on sometimes between uh between people where they're you know they're arguing even and but you know the, what you can learn from from seeing that sort of stuff i find it to be uh really interesting and I, I don't envision it changing um uh, you know i i envision it me just continuing on as as myself and and um and that's that i don't uh, i don't really want to change um and and i i won't i guess
2: Hey, listen, Kyle, uh, last uh, question from this microphone, and congratulations and and, and best of luck from all of us here, both at this side of the microphone and and everyone listening as well. Um, How many members of your family now have had to burn Detroit Red Wings jerseys since you took the job?
1: (laughs) Uh, ridiculous amount. That's probably one of my worst mistakes growing up was I had a family full of Red Wing fans, and... Me wanting to be different. I when the Ottawa Senators came in, I jumped to the to the Sens, which led to a lot of heartbreak right here at the Air Canada Centre. <laughs> later on, in uh, my teenage and, and university days, but that's okay. But I got off the, Ren- the, uh, the Red Wings bus in about ninety two, ninety three, and uh, and then missed out on on uh, three on the Stanley runs, Cups. Yeah. yeah, so not uh, not very good decision making by me there, but that that's okay. So, but uh, now, now I get to see them all make the transition over to. Uh, I think it's safe to say the in, in my family the hated Leafs, and it's amazing how fast they've become <laughs> fans. It's great.
0: And, and just to clarify, did you convert your dogs' fandom recently? Did I see that?
1: That was my that was the doing of my uh, of my wife, but I think he's a loyal I think he'll be split between the Greyhounds and uh, and the Leafs. Uh, Murray, he's a loyal uh, a loyal guy. I can't I can't he didn't look all too thrilled in the photo as you can see. It wasn't in his familiar Sue Greyhounds uh, garb, so but he'll be okay.
2: That's awesome. awesome. Listen, Kyle, uh, I know you got a lot of of heavy lifting to do, both uh, in Toronto and still some business to take care of in the Sioux. We wish you all the best, and uh, good luck with the new gig. We'll talk soon.
1: Thank you very much, guys.